So, Rebecca, you wanted to talk about Prince Harry, don't you? Yeah, there's been a revolution in um, talking about mental health this week. It's pretty exciting. And since we talked about the TV show The Crown, the first season, and we both love that show, you thought you might uh, present in in light of of some of the things we talked about in that episode in which um, – you know, I did a deep dive on the history of the royal family and all the attachment disruptions that have happened over the years and how it's a wonder these people aren't uh, more problematic than, than they are. But they do have problematic things. Anyway, this is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. Who are you, Rebecca? Hi, I'm Rebecca Bloom. I'm a licensed mental health counselor in Seattle, Washington, with a private practice in South Seattle. So... Tell us the story, because I, I only read one headline, so I don't, I don't really know this story very well. Well, it's pretty amazing, considering all that we talked about in the Crown episodes, about the history of the royal family and all of the traumas that they've experienced. Um, so Prince Harry and his brother and his brother's wife have come out in kind of this talk one-to-one series, where it's this really beautiful film series of two people talking about when one of the two people decided that they couldn't ignore their mental health any longer. And then it was time for them to seek help. All of this is coming out of the fact that Prince Harry has disclosed that he didn't talk about the death of his mother for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Which I'm sure is what we talked about the socialization last time, which is they're in this role of being Royal. It has all these responsibilities. There's not a ton of, thought about attachment to parents because you're constantly being separated from your parent. Um, And so he talks about pretty much almost having a mental breakdown at 32 and his brother saying, you don't have to live like this. You should go talk to a therapist. And so he did. Um, So he's coming out and speaking about it in an attempt to raise awareness for the need of counseling and, for people not to wait 20 years to seek counseling. Is that right? Yeah. And he also identifies a lot of, I mean, you know, these people's lives are so public. So I remember all of his crazy behavior as a youth (laughs) saying, you know, I was masking my pain and I didn't have any other skills, but to drink and to party. And so that's what I did. Um, so they're also talking about he himself is a veteran of, um, I think it's the Afghan, I don't know. Anyways, he's a veteran and his family does a lot of work with homelessness and all kinds of stuff. And they were saying that the thread they see through all of this is mental health issues. And so I thought that that ability to connect the dots and say, you know, it is, you know, stress is one of the number one factors of um, dis-ease in our world. And if you don't have anyone to talk to about it, you're going to not feel good about yourself. Right. Yeah. So just to recap again, that I'll recap the recap that I was saying earlier, which is (laughs) that I went back in as far as I could. And, and, you know, I took a couple of days really looking into the history of, and it's hard to find the history of the personal life and the parenting styles of the Royal family. But I, I did find, some stuff going back to I think the 1600s, and the uh, the line of 
parents who mistreat or neglect their children and then the children grow up with attachment injuries and and then correspondingly will either abuse neglect abandon their own kids and have affairs by the way because they have a they have a hard time attaching to their spouses which leads to more chaos and more pain and it just keeps going through the generation princess di was not in the royal family but she was a, a she had a similar attachment issue from her own family and then, and she had an eating disorder, which is usually impacts people who are addressing secrets and trying to mask their true pain. So, right. So you, as Prince Harry, and who's the other one? Prince uh, Prince William. William, grow up in this household that has this transgenerational pattern of attachment issues. They themselves are going to have attachment injuries themselves. The nature of being in the royal family, you know, as depicted in the TV show The Crown, is such that your duty pulls you away from your parenting responsibilities. And the children are often raised by nannies, which is something, it's something's better than nothing. So the nannies are probably or they call them governesses or whatever in, in, in England, but they're, they're helpful, but they're not, they, they don't really replace fully the, the, the attachment needs from the parent and nannies sometimes quit or, mm-hmm. or move on or something. And so that can be very uh, damaging to, to people's attachments. And, then, when Princess Di tragically passed away, you know, very suddenly and tragically, and God knows if those kids saw the pictures or sure, it was heard, everywhere. The, heard the reports or, you know, it was, it was extremely gory and graphic. And it almost, to me, felt like, even though it, you know, it's debatable, it felt like the paparazzi killed her and then proceeded to ghoulishly take pictures of her dying body you know it was imagining you know you're that's your mom you know imagine that's your that's your mother and then and the, all the whole the whole world i mean i remember my grandmother calling me to tell me that princess die was dead like yeah. this was a national international morning but if you're the kid and you've got to hold it together it's a nightmare and you have attachment problems and your world is particularly repressive regarding emotions. That's the culture of, of Northwestern white Europe. And it's also particularly the culture of aristocratic Europe. And that is going to make your grief become difficult and you're going to stuff it and you're going to look and and it's going to feel bad and you're going to look for ways of soothing that. You're going to look for ways of calming your nerves by either acting out or drinking or acting like life doesn't matter, maybe even trying to put yourself in harm's way by going to war. And over time, that will take its toll. And then hopefully one day you realize like he did that or or he had, it sounds it sounds like he had someone that might have helped him 
understand who 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 gave it was, it? was his it's, brother it's his brother yeah how did his brother realize this uh i mean it sounds like you know and i'm sure a lot of us can relate to this you're getting calls from someone all the time saying i can't go on like this i'm falling apart i don't know what's happening i don't know who i am it's too much life is too much and you know you get really scared about what's happening to the person that you love yeah and you know that life doesn't have to be that way yeah um, I mean, none of us want to watch the people that we care about suffer. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he was really suffering. Well, I think it's a wonderful thing. It's a sign that the stigma of seeking counseling is on its way out. It's still alive and strong, even in liberal Seattle. But it's uh, it's just a matter of time, hopefully, that it it goes away so, and Prince uh, Harry's coming out is helpful in that in that effort do you do you like the royal family currently I mean we all like the TV show the crown but do you do you like the actual real life I think what they're up to is super cool um, so there's a there's another part of the series where uh, Prince Harry kind of has like this mental health barbecue and it's I didn't recognize any of these people but it's all of these famous English sports heroes talking about their mental health crises you know I had an injury and my career ended early I you know couldn't make it to the Olympics this or that happened and I had this mental health crisis and I was like oh my god what am I watching <laughs> this is really amazing and to hear people just discussing their struggles in a really kind of open, casual way. Um, you know, there's nothing overwhelming here, nothing strange about us being really open that we, uh, that, you know, life is hard. When my mother held the hand of a man um, dying of AIDS. In a knee- so if people are looking for a series, there's a bunch of videos to watch. Um, it's called One to One. And then there's also this one in four hashtag. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. So the concept is one in four people will have a mental health crisis in their lifetime. Um, and so all these people are kind of hashtagging one in four. Um, and I thought that was pretty impressive to normalize it in that way. Like, hey, this might happen to you. Yeah. Doesn't it, mean you're weak. I, I just started Googling this and... I'm, I, a video just started playing and the audio I could hear. I'm guessing you couldn't hear the audio. But if the listeners heard a random audio of some random voice just come over the podcast, you're not going crazy. It was me playing a video. But yeah, I'm looking at all these images of Prince Harry and a bunch of other people in aprons cooking yeah. at, at, a, at a... And they're laughing and they look so... Royal because they look like they're on some fancy field at a fancy house in a fancy backyard and and they're wearing uh let's see what is this something together hashtag heads together oh heads together yeah that's another one of the yeah so they're that's uh that's Prince Harry's cause which is uh really great I think that's pretty cool and he he seems like a like he's taking it. In stride, he's not shying away, and he doesn't seem to be shy about it. He's smiling away, 
let's talk about this and it's pretty neat yeah i mean especially all that time we spent looking at that family system of you know you have a job to do buck up and do that job like this is a huge shift in that family system for someone to say my job is to be honest about my struggles that's a big change yeah and uh this is a side note but i have heard rumors that prince harry isn't isn't prince charles's child oh i haven't heard no whose child is he well so it's confirmed by all those involved i think that princess Di, after breaking up with prince charles had a boyfriend a partner i can't remember i don't know his name but he was a redhead by the way and uh but and there was speculation that maybe Diana was having an affair with this guy prior to the official breakup of Diane and Charles. And when you look at pictures of the adult Harry next to the adult pictures of this other man, it is striking how similar these two guys look. Mm. So it's possible, and again, tabloid stuff, but it's possible that Harry might even have some more issues around the shame involved in that, potentially, and the confusion and the ostracization or whatever's happening for him in, in that way. Who's your daddy? It's always a big question. Yeah, they should go on Jerry Springer and <laughs> bring on Prince Charles, and you know they'd have that reveal with the DNA. Oh, God. And then... People would start throwing chairs, and <laughs> Jerry Springer would have to call in his goons. You know, you know the Brits; they're just always so. They love that stuff. They're so obnoxious. Um, all right. No, well, no, anything else us. you want to say about about Prince Harry and his advocacy and and his own personal struggles? Anything you want to say about that? Uh, so there's a particular video that's him and Lady Gaga. I think actually Lady Gaga is talking to Prince William um, about her struggles with post-traumatic stress and you know the more the merrier i just i think it's so important and it's um really affirming that people are being so much more or just being really honest yeah about their experience yeah super uh i i'm super behind it All right. Well, that does it for that episode of psychology in seattle thanks for joining us out there please take care of yourself And don't be bogged down by stigma because struggle and emotional issues are universal. And I mean, we're the one in four thing is is perhaps DSM diagnoses, but that doesn't include all the other human suffering emotionally that people will go through. Right. I just know that regular grief and loss isn't actually a. Yes. You don't. You yeah. can't. You can't bill for it. So no. So that's not like anybody who's grieving a, a loss. Um, if they don't have traditional depression symptoms, that doesn't even count. All of the people who are just grieving for a short amount of time, and it's a truly impactful process. You're even writing a whole book on it. I am. Um, I am writing a whole long, stupid book about grief that's taking me too long to finish. All right. Well, that does it for that episode. Thanks for joining us. Please take care of yourself. Why should people take care of themselves, Rebecca? 
I think that they're pretty neat and they people should, out just, there of the internet. And I think they should take care of themselves and stay neat. How's that? Okay, that's good. I love it. <laughs> 